Okay, so what's the secret of successful people? They say in the Israeli army, they say successful people are people who are able to admit their mistakes. You're able to turn and say, I made a mistake. That makes you successful in the army. They asked this uh, guy who always said that in his house, he has the last word. Really? You have the last word? What's your last word? My last word is exactly. I admit I made a mistake and I apologize. There are some people that never want to admit their mistakes. You know people like this? They never, ever acknowledge their mistakes. So it's like, like this, uh, this, I won't say his name, someone sitting here. He says, I never make mistakes. I just, one time, I made a mistake. That was one time. What was the mistake? A few years ago, I thought I made a mistake. And I thought about it after a while. And I realized it wasn't a mistake. That was my mistake. So, so, so there are, there are, um, there are, difficulties we have with acknowledging our mistakes. It's, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to acknowledge a mistake. And, but, but there's a very interesting word the Torah uses this week to describe uh, acknowledgement, admission. The Torah talks this week about no one knows. Vidumaser is like this. When, if you had a, a farm in Israel, when your crop grew, you had to give some of it to a Kohen, some of it to a Levi, some of it to the poor, and you had to take some of it and eat it in Jerusalem, eat it in Shalayim. But it wasn't just enough that you put it aside, you actually had to give it to those people that it belonged to. So at the end of every three years, on the third year of the cycle, on the seventh year of the cycle, you go up to the Beit HaMikdash, you go over to the, to the Kohen in the temple in Jerusalem, and you would say, Vidui Ma'aser. What's Vidui Ma'aser? You say, I did whatever I was told to do. Now, that word, what, when you th- hear the word Vidui, what do you think of? Vidui means acknowledging your mistake. You admit you were wrong. But here, the Torah uses the word Vidui to say, to give yourself a pat on the back and say, yeah, I did it right. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't forget anything. That the Torah describes as vidui. Why is it called vidui? It's the opposite of vidui. Why is it called confession? I'm saying I did the right thing. Yeah. Confession means to do the wrong thing. I made, I made a mistake. But here the Torah calls it vidui. So understand this. I'm going to tell you a story of a great, great genius. His name was Rashbatz. He was actually a teacher of the previous Lavachar Rebbe when he was a child. He was once talking by a, a Hasidic gathering like this one. And someone was so impressed with him. He says, everything you say is like a diamond. Have you ever made a mistake in your life? He said, yes. My mistake was, I didn't properly estimate my talents. Everyone thought that meant that he overestimated his talents. He said, no. I underestimated my talents. I underestimated how good I am. underestimated how gifted I am. For my life. And listen... So listen to this. I think it was a previous Rebbe who repeated it to his father. And he told him what he said. And the Rebbe said, Rebbe Hashab said, this is the path of Hasidut. This is the path of Teshuvah. Now, you would think the opposite. Teshuvah is about acknowledging you made a mistake and fixing it. So no. Realizing how good you are is the key to doing Teshuvah. The key to coming back to Hashem. And this is something which could really open up doors for us in our lives. It's something which is true both for our past, for our present, and for our future. What's the most important day in your life? Birthday. Oh, Thursday. very good. Actually, today is the birthday of Al Shamta, the birthday of the Alter Rebbe. And 
it says that they revealed how special birthdays were. No one knew before them how special birthdays were. People didn't know that a birthday was a special thing. In the Torah, the only birthday it talks about is a birthday at Paro. So no one thought a birthday was a good thing, but they revealed how special being a, birth, a birthday is. The reason why a birthday is special is because a birthday is a day where God takes, says to you, the world cannot go on without, without you, and you have something to give the world that no one else can give. So God says to you on your birthday, I believe in you. There are all these souls in heaven that are stay, stuck in heaven. They're not sent to this world. A lot of lofty, holy, special souls. Right? And God says, no, you matter. You're important. I want to bring you to this world because you have a mission to do. That's, that's what God told each of us on our birthday. That's why our birthday is the most important thing. I heard this Let explanation. Today is not my birthday, but I was saying it to myself in the mirror. <laughs> so this is what we say. It's true. We say every morning, Moda'ani, in Moda'ani we say, Rabba Munatacha, great is your faith. When Hashem has faith, I heard an explanation of great, Rabba Munatacha, great is your faith in me. You believe in me, and that's why you gave me my specific talents and, 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 and opportunities that you didn't give to anybody else. What's the first thing God did when he made man? God said, I made man in the image of God. Not only did God make man in the image of God, what's the first thing God told man to do? The first thing God told man to do is pruravu, have children. Pruravu doesn't only mean to have children, it also means to bring light into the world, to bring goodness in the world. Who did you cause to smile today? Who did you cause their eyes to sparkle today? Who did you give a sincere compliment to today that really like was uplifted by your words? That's the mitzvah Hashem. The first thing God told man is you're here, you're made in the image of God. You have godliness in you. You have something holy and special in you. You need to now perpetuate that. You need to now bring that out in the world and make that happen with other people. And when we think about how special we are ourselves, it changes our perspective to our past, to our present, and to our future. Let's talk about our past, first of all. When you think about... Everyone makes mistakes. But I'll talk about the good things. When you think about all the, yourself as a baby... And all the potential that God gave you as a baby, and all the, 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 the limbs that you have, and the hands, and the feet, and the wisdom that you have, and you think about all the things you've done in your life to help other people, and the differences you made to other people in their life, what happens when you think about that? It gives you strength, it gives you power, it gives you energy, it makes you want to like, do more of that stuff. And that's why the Torah says that we have to be conscious of all of our goodness. There was a, a rabbi, whenever he has a new class in yeshiva, he has a gathering with them, and he asks the boys to write on a piece of paper five things that you excel in, five of your talents. Let's say I did this today. Let's say I asked each of you to write on a piece of paper five of your talents. You know what would happen? Do the rest of the right now. Write, write down five of your talents. What happens? No one wants to do it. Why does anyone want to do it? Everyone's embarrassed. They start smiling. Why not? Why don't you write down your talents? Why not? You think because it's like arrogant, right? You think it's arrogant. It's not arrogant. There was one boy, he asked the boy, he says, well, how come it's so hard for everyone? One boy says something very smart, this boy from Germany, very smart boy, he said, because the moment the evil inside of you, the Sahara, the evil inclination inside of you, the moment you're aware of your talents, you make his job so much harder. The moment you know how good you are, they'll have a much harder job to bring you down. The moment that you know what God gave you, he won't be able to bring you down. So that's why the Torah first says, know where you came from, know all the things you've done in your life, and not only that, you should also know, where are you going? Think about, you should repeat to yourself. You should repeat to yourself your successes. Once in a while, you should repeat to yourself the good things you've done in your life. You know, whenever you make a mistake, 
it weakens your drive to do it. It, it. it causes a blemish in the neshama. You don't want to do good. Because when you make a mistake or you fall, you start questioning yourself, am I good? Am I bad? Who am I? And you lose the energy and the motivation to do good. So therefore, the Torah tells us, What that mean? What does that mean? Rab Nachman, Rab explains, he says, you have to think about your... You see a lot of mistakes you made. Everyone makes mistakes. What happens is, when you think about your mistakes, you lose all the drive to do anything good in your life. So you need to, when, you, when you make a mistake, you know what you need to do? You have to think about, to find that pointing that's good. Find that goodness that is in you. And when you think about it, then the, de- the evil disappears. The evil in you disappears. What makes you go down? What makes you make mistakes? The mistakes you make are because you think about yourself and you look at yourself as, as, as negative, as bad. The moment you, you richen your perspective of yourself, you look at the goodness in yourself, it makes you have energy to want to do. And this is the explanation of the order of our prayers. In our prayers every day, we, we just did mincha. First, we uh, ask God for intelligence, and then we say to God to forgive us. It would make sense, the first thing we do is, before we start talking to God, asking Him, asking him for things is first forgive us. And the first thing we do is to ask Him for, for intelligence. Because in order to have the motivation in the future to want to do things better, you have to first have the intelligence to know how great you are, to how wonderful you are, to know what, 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 what wonderful gifts that God gave you and how special you are. The moment that you know about that, then you start challenging yourself and say, well, I, I could do more. You don't, no one wants to throw anything away. They did this study in America. They took these, the, these group of people and they said to them, hey guys, anybody who walks 10,000 steps a day will give you 100 bucks. They did a study about motivation. So they, they, they said to these, this group of people, walk 10,000 steps in one day, we'll give you $100. Okay. Took another group of people. They didn't just tell them they're going to give them $100. They gave them all $100. And they said, anyone who does not walk 10,000 10, steps today has to give back the $100. Who do you think was more motivated? The second group was motivated, that's right. Because once you have something, you don't want to let go of it. So once you realize how, how special you are, it does three things. First of all, when you realize how special you are, number one, it gives you the, um, the power to, to, to um, withstand the temptation. Everyone has their own temptations, has their own challenges. When you think about how good you are and what goodness you have inside of yourself, it gives you the power to overcome temptation, to, to fall. When you think about all the times that you won the temptation, you did the right thing, it gives you the power to withstand it. Number two, it also makes you bothered by mistakes that you make. When you think about how good you are, then you're bothered by the little mistakes that you do because you're thinking, I'm, I'm, this, this is beneath me, I shouldn't be doing this. When you think about your goodness, then you say, I shouldn't be doing this. There's a third thing it does. When you think about your goodness, the third thing that it does is besides the fact that it gives you power and besides the fact that, that, that it makes you annoyed by the mistakes that you make, a third thing that it does is it opens your horizons to do things you never thought possible before. There was a gentleman in Belgium in the synagogue of Rabbi Savatitsky, and he, uh, he asked him, Rabbi Savatitsky asked this man to give a donation to help people to have food for the Chag. Now, before Shoshana, a lot of people need help with the Chag. So the guy's like, eh, everybody has enough money to have for food for the Chag. They're just, just a joke. No, it's not real. So this guy went to the synagogue one day, and he's learning Torah, and he went to go make himself a coffee. They have a coffee station that's in the gag over there. And he goes to the coffee station and there's a little uh, thing of milk, a small carton of milk. And these two kids take a cup of milk. So he tells the kids, dudes, you want a cup of milk? Go home. The milk here is for everyone to have coffee. Take a little bit of milk in your coffee. It's not for everyone to take a whole f- full cup of milk. So the boys told him, we would love to go home and have a cup of milk, but we don't have any milk at home. That really like hit home. 
And he went over to Rabbi, he says, I'm in. And I'm going to give. And he started giving every single week. And when one week passed and he didn't have a chance to give, he said, I, I, I was missing something. Because when you start to give, when you start to do, start believing in who you are and what you're doing, you, you, you identify with it. There was a, a Chabad boy who was on an airplane with his rabbi. And they're going to Israel. And they asked him to put on tefillin. The guy didn't want to put on tefillin. So the, the, the boy, he says, the, this guy, he says, he says should, you should put on tefillin. The guy says, tell me why I should put on tefillin. He says, no, you want to know why? Go to my rabbi. I want you to come to my rabbi. My rabbi will explain to you why to put on tefillin. So they go walk over to the seat. The guy comes and says, why should I put on tefillin? He says, I'll, t- I'll tell you why you should put on tefillin. He tells him, he says, I don't want to, that's not, that's not for me. He says, what's your name? My name is Yerucham Kohen. Kohen? You're a Kohen? Yes. Can you please give me a blessing? A blessing? I give you a blessing? He says, yes, you're, you, have, you have holy hands. Please raise your holy hands and please give me a blessing. He says, I don't know how to do this blessing. He says, I'll do it with you. He raises his hands. He says, slowly, every word, the guy got very emotional. And he said, I want to put on film. He put on film and he started to cry. What happened to him? What happened to him? He identified with his goodness. He's a Kohen. He's able to give a bracha to someone. When you identify and you realize how much goodness you have, that's what motivates you to want to do more. That's what the Torah says. You should know where you come from. You should know where you're going. And vidu vidu maaser. What vidu maaser means? Every so often say, say the good things that you're doing. Say, verbalize it, crystallize it. Say out loud and proud the stuff that you're doing, that you're proud of. That will give you the motivation and power to do more. We know about other people in our lives. We know about our children and about our friends and about our parents. When you look at someone with a good eye, it changes their perspective on themselves. You see it. When you look at someone, you see goodness in them, they look at themselves differently. That's true for them. It's also true for me. It's also true for you. When you look at yourself differently, you realize what goodness you have, that we have to know our whole self. You have to know also the faults to fix them. But what makes you want to fix things is by you realizing how special you are. There's a verse in Song of Songs, I was dark and I was beautiful. And the Midrash says, in the place that I was dark, that's where I was beautiful. What does that mean? Baal Shantav gave the following parable to explain this. Baal Shantav said, there was a guy who threw rocks at a king's portrait. And the king's guards see this guy throwing rocks at the king's portrait. They tell the king, Your Majesty, this guy is throwing rocks at your picture. The king says, oh. It's off with his head, right? Yeah. He says, no, no, in, in, in our daily prayers on Wednesday, we say, the God of vengeance should reveal himself. Some people think that God is a God of vengeance. He's like Rambo. He's like, can't wait. Like, he wants to like, kill everybody, right? Some people think of God like that. Kill the Kamot, Hashem can come if you want. The God of vengeance, you know, that's our God, the God of vengeance. Baal Shandar says, you know what this means, the God of vengeance? Let me tell you. He says, this guy threw rocks the king's picture. You know what the king did? The king said, ah, I'm going to make him my personal minister. I'm going to buy him a beautiful mansion, and I'm also going to give him a beautiful car, and I want to make him my top minister. Whoa, one second. Everyone's like, why are you doing that? That's your reward people throwing rocks at your picture? What does that mean? The king said, what would happen if I would kill him? Nothing. What would happen if I put him in jail? Nothing. I want to change him. And what happened? The guy had such appreciation for the he realized the king is so wise and so kind and so benevolent it made him want to change it made him want to be different that's the power of realizing (laughs) that's why only after we ask God for intelligence can we ask God for forgiveness only if you understand the goodness of Hashem what Hashem gives you do you uh, do you want to um, change this is why Mr. Bina this is why in this also Ashkenazim but Sephardim do it more this song of 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 Vidui it's like, it's, it's like a happy song. 
Sounds like a happy song. Like, what is that? What is it for games? It sounds like we're taunting Hashem. What does that mean? And Ashkenazim don't know anything better. Ashkenazim have their own song for Vidui. So I don't know where this comes from, but there's a story of the Baal Shem Tov. The story of the Baal Shem Tov is... I saw a meme on that. Huh? I saw a meme on that. Really? One was a part. They asked the Baal Shem Tov, there was a Chazan who had a happy song for the confession and prayer. They asked the Baal Shem Tov, what is this guy doing? The Baal Shem said, bring him to me. He comes to Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov asked him, what are you doing? Tell me why you do this. And he told the Baal Shem Tov, he says, listen... There's one guy whose job it is is to clean up the dirt in the king's palace. And when he cleans up the dirt in the king's palace, he sings a song. When he cleans up the dirt, why does he sing a song? Because he is cleaning the king's palace. When, he, when we are unfortunately make a mistake, on, yes, we have to fix it up, but if, when you think about who, I, who, who you are and the gifts that Hashem has given you and the good things you've done, it does something. I'll conclude with one story. Today is the, is the uh, birthday of the Alter Rebbe and the Baal Shem Tev. One short story of the Alter Rebbe. There was a, a, a orphaned bride and groom. They needed money for their wedding. So they didn't have any money, and the Alter Rebbe led a whole entourage of people to go collect money for them. There was one guy named Shlomo, who was a rich man in town. And Shlomo, although he's a rich man in town, everyone has their challenges. His challenge was he was very miserly. He wouldn't give anybody anything. All he would do was... Miserly. I had to say in Farsi, Assisi, or something like that. <laughs> so all he would do they have a word for that? that all he would do was he would show people this rusty penny what, what was the word what was the rusty penny he once was in a synagogue he didn't have any money on him he had a penny he gave this guy a penny the guy threw the penny at him so he was so insulted he said I'm not giving anyone anything until they take this penny from me so every time people would try to get an appointment with him they come to his house and tell him their story oh I'm going to help you and here's a penny so everyone was like very like you know uh very, they threw it back at him. When the Alter Rebbe came, with the other tzaddikim, other chassidim, they asked him for help for this bride and groom. They said, can we help us, this bride and groom, they're orphans. He says, yes, I'll help them. And he opens his safe, takes out the green, old, rusty penny. The Alter Rebbe gives him a bracha. He says, thank you so much. Hashem should bless you. One mitzvah leads to another mitzvah. This should be a schut for you, of good sweet year. You should have nachat, you should be wealthy, more wealthy. And everyone wants to kill him. The, this man, they leave. The guy calls out to him and says, no, no, I have another penny for you. Another penny. And he calls him back a fourth, third time, again, four pennies and six pennies and eight pennies. What happened over here? The guy paid for the whole wedding. What happened was, what happened was, when the guy stopped giving charity, he created a lock that chained his heart up. It was impossible for him to feel any, any kindness, any goodness, because he looked at himself as a terrible person. He looked at himself and said, I am a Russia, I'm a horrible person. And because he looked at himself, because he looked at himself as a horrible person, so he didn't want to do anything good. When you think of yourself as terrible, then you don't want to do anything good. So that's what the key of Teshuvah is. The key of Teshuvah is to realize how wonderful you are and the gifts that God gave you and the goodness you have inside of yourself. This will give you meaning in your life. It will help you with your past and where you came from. It will give you energy and motivation and put a spring in your step for the for present and also for the future. This will Think about your next five years, next ten years of your life. Where do you want to be? By realizing how good you are and the gifts that God gave you and how you're, what, what kind of special neshama, special soul you have and, and who you are and what you have, that makes you want to do more. So the key to change, the key to teshuvah is recognizing our gifts. Hashem should bless us all. And we should have a good, sweet year. We should recognize our own inner goodness. 
and want to give more to each other and to others until we should see the coming of Mashiach, the Kingdom of Mamish, the Chaim. Amen. Shkoya.